0: Again, we've got some people who are sick, we've got some that have family that's sick, and we certainly want to keep them all in prayer, okay? One, two, three. God is a good God, isn't He? Yes. Amen. He has done great and marvelous things in our lives. Amen. I want you to hold your place in First Kings, the sixth chapter, and <clears throat> want us to go over here to the Book of John momentarily. Lying in bed this morning, and God gave me a revelation about something here. When you get to John, the 21st chapter, I'm going to deal with verse 18 through 22. Or 23, and then I'm going to go into the message. But I want to show you something here. When you get there, please say amen. Amen. Jesus said, verily, verily, this is right after he told Peter, which we know Peter means the hearing of the word of God. We all know that. But right after he told Peter to feed his sheep twice and feed his lamb once, It takes more to feed a sheep than it does to feed a lamb, right? So he tells him to twice. Peter, do you hear me now? I need you to feed my sheep twice. Verse 18 says, Verily, verily, I say unto thee. Peter is the hearing of the word of God. We know this spiritually. When thou wast young, thou girdest thyself, and walkest whether thou wouldest. But when thou shalt be old, thou shalt stretch forth thy hands, and another shall gird thee, and carry thee whither thou wouldest not. This spake he, signifying by what death he should glory by God and when he had spoken this he said unto him follow me speaking to our spiritual hearing he is saying to peter follow me you see when our hearing of God's word is young refreshing We receive the understandings of God. We receive the messages of God. But when our hearing begins to wax old, Jesus is saying here, when you get old now, and you're going to, somebody else, you're going to stretch forth your hand and somebody else is going to take it. And it's going to take you to a place that you don't want to go. That's what happens when we allow our hearing of the Word of God to be wax old, you see. Then the things that we've tried to bring forth from the pulpit, and how do y'all like the five-fold ministry that's beginning to work itself at house of destiny see that I told y'all that the fivefold ministry is to bring forth the maturing of the saints the perfecting the ministry bringing us into the full knowledge he made some apostles prophets, evangelists pastors and teachers see every local assembly is supposed to allow God not themselves but they're supposed to allow God To raise that up in the local assembly for that specific reason. We don't do these things on our own. Our job as ministers and leaders is to appoint. Not voting but God gives us the insight to appoint because God knows better than anybody who's fit for what? So what happens is, is when our hearing becomes dull old, the Bible says that we stretch forth our hands, which is the extended power of God that He has given to us, we stretch it forth and we allow instead of God to take His hand in our hand, we allow other things to take us to a place where we really don't want to go. Amen. But we find ourselves there in a dangerous place with God. We have to be very careful about what we're doing. We have to be very careful because you see, yes, we are in a specific season with God. That's why we got to be more careful now than ever about what we do and how we do it. Because the same fire that cooks for you, the same fire that warms you, the same fire that gives you light will burn you up if it's abused and used wrong. You understand that, don't you? It's not about us. It's about God. That's who this thing is about. So he tells Peter... He said, Peter, that's our hearing. He said, now when you get old, you know, where when your hearing becomes dull, see, see what's going to happen, spiritually speaking, is that you're going to put yourself in a place where you don't need to be with God. And you're going to stretch your hands forth and try to do some things in your own power. And what's going to happen is it's going to grab a hold to you and take you to a place where you really don't want to go. verse 19 he says uh, talks about this spake he signifying by what death he should glorify god and when he had spoken this he said he said follow me don't follow what you're hearing when your hearing waxes old but follow me now i told you what to do peter i say feed my sheep twice and feed my lamb once that's what i Ordain your hearing Peter to do. Then Peter turning about. Now watch what happens. Jesus, the power and the wisdom of God, is speaking to our hearing. But look what Peter does. Then Peter, verse 20, turning about, saith the disciple. Instead of listening to what Jesus is telling him, he turns around. He says the disciple whom Jesus loved following, which also leaned on his breast. We know that's John. That's the grace of God. We know that's John. John is the one that leaned on his breast. John is the one that's beloved of him and said, Lord, which is he that betrayeth thee? Peter, seeing him, said to Jesus, Lord, what shall this man do? Jesus said unto him, If I will that he tarry till I come, what is it that to thee? You know, well, what business is it of mine what God do for you? And what business is it of you what God do for me? No, no. Word up, right? I've given you specific instructions. But now you're looking around seeing what God's going to do to John. No, God has his own purpose for John. But your purpose is, Peter, that when you get old, they're going to lead you to this St. Andrew's cross. And they're going to hang you upside down and crucify you. That's what's in store for you. Because that's how they kill Peter. On an Andrew's cross, that's like this, an X. And they had it upside down. Because Peter didn't feel that he was worthy to be stretched out like Jesus. So Peter was placed on Andrew's cross upside down. And crucified. You see. We need to pay attention to what God has in our lives individually. Then what we do is we take that individual vision, that individual mission that God has given us, and we bring it together. Why? For the edification of the church, for the building up, not the tearing down. We are builders. When we started this ministry, we were, and we still are, The builders, our mission is what? The builders of the family of God in the earth. That's what house of destiny is all about. We are not about tearing down. We are about building up. Now, let's take this over to St. John. I still want you to hold your position in Kings because we're going to a place. But I want to set the stage for you. And teach you from heaven this morning because I feel that this is the right time for God to teach us Jesus in chapter 14 Jesus tells us look here let not your heart make it a personal thing see some of our hearts are troubled by a lot of things that don't need to be troubled by it said John fourteen chapter verse 1 are we there to take a little trip with me in heaven. He said, let not your heart be troubled. That word heart has nothing to do with this. The Bible, when it speaks of heart, is talking about the essence of a man. The soul, the mind, the will, the emotions, has nothing to do with this. This here get you in trouble. Y'all know that? He said, in other words, Jesus is saying, I don't want the essence of you, which I gave you, to be troubled. All over hell may be breaking loose, all around you, but I don't want you to allow it to affect the essence of your soul, because I got you. I got you covered. He says, Ye believe in God, then you will also believe in me. Because Jesus is saying here, if you believe in God, being that I'm the power and the wisdom of God, you also going to believe in me. In other words, you're going to believe in the power and the wisdom of God if you believe in God. Like you say you believe in God. But now, if that's not correct, then what will happen is, is that we will call Not only confusion in our household, but we'll cause confusion on our job, we'll cause confusion everywhere we go, and we'll think it's everybody else when it's really us. Check your resumes, people. You see, when you step into a building, don't make no difference where it is. You're supposed to change the whole atmosphere. You got that power. Now you can change the atmosphere for the better or you can change it for the worse. But you've got that power to do that. Now, if you step into a place, see, I don't care where it is, and I'm just going to use myself for an example in a humble way. I don't care where I go. When I step in a place, the light of God will submit the riches of people. That's God. Can you? Are you powerful like that? Are you carrying that around with you? Because if you're not, then you need to check your resume because guess what? God has placed it in you. That's your job to change the situation. Your job is not to mess the situation up. Your job is to enlighten the situation. If it ain't speaking life, it ain't of God. Amen? Amen? It's got to be life. Because the sister just said we need each other, don't we? But how quickly we forget that sometimes, don't we? Mm -hmm. And our hearing gets old, and we get carried away to a place we don't suppose to get. Am I right about it? And then we have to repent, don't we? You know we do. And love still has to be there, right? Right. right. I know I'm teaching you right. I've always taught you right. Always. Because the only way that I can teach you is this way. Now, the title of this message is In My Father's House. Verse 2 says, In my Father's House are not just one mansion, but many mansions. And if it was not sold, so, say what? I would have told you so. He said, I won't go and prepare a place for you. But the question is, since in my father's house there are many mansions, my question to you this morning is, what kind of mansion do you want to live in? And not only what kind of mansion do you want to live in, but what floor of that mansion do you want to live in? Can I preach and teach this word to you? And get us back where we're supposed to be with God. If you hear me. Because the same thing God did for me. He'll do it for you. You see I'm being blessed so enormously. That I can't even tell people. Daily blessings. Being overtaken by blessings. And people just coming from. All you got to do is just ask. Let your light shine so that me will see your good work and glorify your Father in heaven. Get on the wall and stay on the wall to Calvary. That's that road. Because we got to go that way anyway. So we too have to carry that cross Call this thing here. Mm-hmm. We got to carry that thing. Now, either we're going to fall down And not make it to the place of the skull, which means the way that every man must go, that's Golgotha. It's the way that every every man got to go by way of the cross and meet death. Every man. Jesus said, take up your own cross daily and follow me. Yours, daily. Daily. That's what he said. That means that this thing is a struggle every step of the way and we do need each other because right when we think we got it going on, God will slap us down and let us know who the boss is. He'll do it. He'll do it. Dick, he'll do it. He will slap us down every time. He'll put us on our knees and put us back in check and let us know right quick that we don't run nothing. But how quickly we forget, when our ears, our hearing grow old, and we stretch forth our hand to a place where it don't need to be. Are y'all getting this? I know y'all, because I know you. You're able. Go to 1st King, because we're preaching to work now. Let's go to work. Y'all ready to go to work? All right. In my father's house. Not in your house, but in my father's house. See, see, you, you can do one or two things here. You can try to make this thing your house. And if you do that, then you rob him from God. You do know that, don't you? Now, can a man rob God? Well, then why we keep trying to rob him then? I'm just asking. Check your own resume. You check your resume. I don't have to check it. That's between you and God. Because God blessing me. You know why? Because I'm going to do what God told me to do. Yes, I have busted my head before, but I got up just like the Bible says. So a just man falls seven times, he'll get up again. I wonder how many times you fail. Whoa. But (laughs) (laughs) I... Oh, now you above falling. I have never talked being above anything in here, I've always told y'all that we're just mere human beings, and it's only by the grace of God. I have taught you people correctly. Now, if you've done anything else with it, I'm not. That's not my fault. If you're coming into the house of the Lord and you're burdened down and you're not happy, that ain't my fault. That's your fault, cause that's your own. The Bible says, "Work out your own salvation." With fear and trembling. The Bible says you got to be fully persuaded in your own mind. So I ain't got that kind of control over you. If you're not coming up in there happy in the Lord, that ain't my fault. It ain't that God ain't here. Because God has constantly manifested himself in this thing. In my father's house, there are many mansions. What kind of mansion do you want to live in? And then what floor? I'm gonna tell you something. There's three floors. First, second, third. Now, in the first, there are the powers of the air. That's that's some things that keep you bound in earthly things. So by you breathing in all of these demons in the air, if that's where your level is, guess what? You're gonna be towed off. You're gonna be towed off. See, you gotta rise above it. What'd you just say? Up over. But the sister said last night when we were going up, they hit a wall. Do you think God, do you think the devil is going to let you just go up and you've not hit a wall? As you go up, your ears get to popping because the altitude get higher. And, you're, and, 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 and that's when you're, if you ain't careful, you see you're mixing in with a whole lot of different spirits and you're thinking you're hearing God but you're really not hearing God you, because you're in a, a mixed up place where evil spirits are and good spirits see so you got to know what you're listening to but if you and, and if you're not careful when you're up in there you'll stretch your hand because your ears don't got dull you don't got old and you'll stretch that thing and let next thing one of them cling on to have you and now you go in some places that you ain't got no business going against your brother and your sister. Hello? Hello? Am I in the house? It's quiet. Truth make the quiet, won't it? But the Bible says, Blessed is he whosoever is not offended in me. Because if you don't receive the truth, it's not me that you're going against. It's God the one that gave it to me. And that's my job, ain't it? Is that not a man's job or a woman when they're in this pulpit to give truth? See, that's the problem now. We don't want to tell the truth because we're scared we're going to offend somebody. But don't you know that it's called circumcision and if you're about the truth, then the truth will make you free as if, not set you free, but make you free. If you go by the truth that you're being given. See, I'm, getting, I'm an old man now. My time is winding down. But I'm alright with that. I'm okay with that. Because I'm ready to get to go to better things in, in my father's house. 1 Kings chapter 6. Solomon begins to build the temple. The word Solomon means peaceful. Somebody was talking about peace this morning. I had to get them back off me. He begins to build the temple 480 years after Israel leaves Egypt. Count up 480. What does it equal? 4 plus 8 plus 0, 12. God's divine purpose. See, you can't go to build God's temple. If God's divine purpose ain't with you. And what is God's divine purpose? Well, who is it that's building the temple? Peacefulness? Solomon? Anybody couldn't build it. It's the peace of God that surpasses all understanding and guards our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, the book of Philippians tells us. God didn't get nobody else to build this temple in you, except peacefulness. So, if the Lord, who is the God of peace, if the Lord don't build the house, then the laborers that build it, they build it in vain. Uh Uh-oh. So here we have to choose how we're going to do this time. Whether we're going to do it God's way, or whether we're going to try to do it our way and call it God. We're going to get in trouble messing with God and knowing it. We're going to get in trouble messing with God's purpose. We, we need to be careful. Because, you know, you see, we're not yet spiritual enough yet to know that there are places that are off-limit to this right here. There are some off there are some off-limit places. There are some th- Look, what do I do when I hear about somebody falling down, messing up with the preaching anybody? What do I do? I say, let's pray for them, don't I? Amen. Do you see me putting my mouth on it? When people are hurting, even though people have done me wrong, do you see me putting my mouth on it? You don't see me doing that because I'm spiritual enough to know that that's a dangerous thing to do. And see, what happens is when we put our mouth on something and we begin to, and Jesus said, don't judge, because when we judge, what happens is is that that's a tornado over there in that person's life for something that they done did, most likely. And if we judge it, then what we do is pull ourselves into the tornado. And now it's on us too. So now we're wondering why everything is going disarray. Check your resume. Just check the resume. That's all you got to do. And it came to pass in the 480th year, the divine purpose in your life. Let's make it personal. After the children of Israel were come out of the land of Egypt, y'all see it there, 1 Kings chapter 6, right? In the fourth year of Solomon's reign over Israel, fourth year being a season of total peace, fourth means totality, total peace, it had, to, it had to be God's divine purpose for his temple to be built by Solomon. peacefulness in us. We have to have total peace with God in order for that temple to be built right. That's why Look what he did. That's why it was in the fourth year, are y'all with me, that Solomon's reign over Israel that he began to build his temple. And it was in the month of the season of a thing called Zil. Zil means prominent. Did you not know that it's a prominent thing with God that we in the construction of the temple of God, I'm talking about the spiritual temple. I'm talking about in my father's house. It is a prominent thing that we build it with the peace of God. Do y'all realize that? I'm giving you the word. I'm giving you the word. Y'all better learn to cut some things off. Quick. Close your ears to some things because you're going to get yourself in trouble with God. I'm trying to help you. We are in a most gracious time with God. I'm not going to mess it up for myself, but I don't want you to mess it up for yourself either. It's no fun getting it all by yourself. Good gracious. You want somebody to be with you. But if I got to go by myself, like the old people say, can I do that? I'll do that. Jesus did it. He did what he had to do. He started with, with by himself, and he would by himself in the physical when he was on that cross. There wasn't nobody with him but God. Everything else was crazy on him. They were scared. They were down there, Some of them were down there praying for him, but they wasn't about to go and try to take him off that cross because they were scared of them Romans. So if you ain't willing to die, then you really ain't with me because greater love had no man except a man other than that, a man lay down his life for a friend, right? That's the greatest love that we can have now. And the Bible tells us there ain't too many people who are willing to lay down their life for anybody. It tells you that. In the month of Zip, which is a time of prominent peace, which is the second month, talking about that covenant, that he began to build the house of the Lord. So we must have with God a covenant of peace before we can begin to build the temple of God the way God wants it to be built. Are you peaceful? Are you peaceful? Are you speaking peace? Or are you speaking confusion? What are you doing? And verse 2 said, And the house which King Solomon, peace, built for the Lord, <laughs> the length thereof was three score cubits, and the breadth thereof twenty cubits, and the height thereof was thirty cubits. And I'm going to break this down, and then we're going to go to some other areas. First of all. The length is how long something is right. Did not God reach a. Mighty long way. To save your soul and man. Huh. Because God so what. Love. So the length is the. length of God's love. He reached a mighty long way. The length of this temple. The length of love. That's in this temple. Is three score cubits. Meaning that it's first of all, three means resurrected, right? So our love got to be raised to another level if we're going to keep peace, right? I'm telling you how to build a temple now the way God wants it built. But three score cubits is exactly 90 feet because it's 18 inches in a cubit. That comes out. Three score is what? 60? 60, 60? 60, mm-hmm, 60 cubits? 18 inches in a cubit equals 90 feet. You can count it up with your calculator. But it's 90 feet. 9, when you count it, 9 plus 0 is 9. 9 is Christ's man, right? So our love got to be the same for each other as Christ's love does. If we want to build his temple right. Okay? are well, y'all getting it. Because you got to think in here now. We don't skate up in here. We're building this temple. If we're going to do it, we got to do it right. Because if we don't do it right, then when the time comes for us to need one another, we're not going to be there for one another the way we're supposed to be, are we deacon? we got people hurting that needs us. We, got, we ourselves are hurting and need each other. This is not the time to run. This is the time. Because God going to be God anyway. If God is in it, He makes it easy. God is God all by Himself. He is complete within Himself. So the Lent is not only of love is resurrected in the building of this temple, but it's also that level of love that Christ had for us, 9, 90 feet equal 9. And the breath, mm-hmm, the breath of his holiness, that word breath means how holy are you. First Peter one sixteen says, Be ye therefore holy, for I am holy. So the breadth was 20 cubits. There has to be a covenant between the holiness of God and the holiness in you. You got that? It was 20 cubits. Two is the covenant. Now y'all know the numbers. See, these things ain't here just just because they're there. They're there to give you a revelation on what God is saying. There's got to be a covenant between the holiness that's inside of you and the holiness with God. Because he said, be ye holy for I am holy. That's covenant. And when you look at it, it comes out to 30 feet, meaning that it's resurrected too. So the holiness of God in us has to be resurrected to that place of holiness in God with God. That's acceptable to him, because he said, be ye holy, for I am holy. So there's a measuring thing there, right? He's looking at us, okay. Well, that ain't holy there. Because you don't meet the standard. You don't pass the test. So if you don't pass the test, what happens? You either flunk or you take your test over. But if your time run out, and you don't pass it, you flunk. Because there is a limit to God. You, y'all do know that, don't you? Y'all do know there's a limit to God. Don't you? I hope y'all know that. See, we haven't played church with God so long that we don't believe, first of all, that God is who he said he is in man. Because we're so busy looking at the man or the woman that we don't look at what the message is. The message is delivered from heaven. we just clay. Somebody read the other day, our, our righteousness is nothing but filthy rags. Somebody also said the other day, Sister Christine, uh, Minister Christine said, look here, he took something good that he loved and wrapped it up in something that he hated the flesh. That's awesome. So how in God's name can we get so holy that we're going to tell God what God can do and when God can do it? and how God can do it and the way God ought to do it. Where did we get that from? Do we teach this here at House of Destiny? We don't teach that here. So where did it come from? The devil. If we don't teach it here, then where else could it come from? It don't, because all we teach here is the Bible. So it's got to be the devil. And how did the devil get in? Because we, our hearing becomes dull. And the Word done already said that there's an open door, but there's many adversaries. The Word done already warned us all the way up. The Word done already said that that devil is right down there looking like an angel of light, right down there by the book, trying to stop your blessing. And from week to week, we forget what we hear. But I'm here to remind us of what thus saith the Lord. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm here to remind us of that because that's my job as senior pastor of the House of Destiny. That's my job and I'm going to do my job. I have to. I have to. If it ain't no... Look, it, I've told them before, i tell you again, I'll be here on my knees regardless. Praying to God because I'm a man of God. Regardless of what you think, I know what I am. Because if they only knew, Christine, the things that God has had us do, man. He said, And then there's the height. The height represents his, the height of His glory. The height of His glory is 30 cubits. That means that the height of His glory, the glory in us has to be raised to the height of His glory because when you add and count up 30, 30 cubits, it comes out to 45 feet. And when you count 45, it goes right back to the Christed man, number 9. So the height of our glory, God wants to put the glory that he put in Christ on us. That's what he want to do. In my Father's house. Because we're the what? Light of the what? And the light on the hill can't be here, can it? Do you mean take the light of God and that's on a hill and put it under a bushel to hide Or did they let that thing shine? So that when you step in the room, people know that, hey, something has changed about this. And let me tell you something. You don't do that on your own. God does that for you. Because when you try to promote yourself, you're in for a fall. You won't succeed at nothing when you try to promote yourself. Let God do it you see the bible says that what you do in secret your father sees in secret and rewards you openly but he told us don't be like them pharisees that want to be seen by you. they want to take the big high seats and do all that he told us not to be like that he says, if you humble yourself in the sight of the lord he'll lift you up i'm talking about building the temple now, verse four goes on to say, "And for the house, First Kings, chapter six, verse four, and for the house, talking about this spiritual house that's being built by peace, he made windows of what kind of light? Ooh, we let's go over here to Matthew. See, the, the lights, the eyes, are the windows of the conscience." And these windows was made by narrow lights. Now, that's something else right there. Let's go over here to Matthew, 5th chapter, verse 13. Wait a minute, not verse 13, but... Matthew, verse 6. Chapter 6, verse 22 and 23. Are we there? About these windows of narrow lights, okay? Look what God says. Now, he's talking about now the windows to this building, that he's spiritual building, that he's building for, not church building, but I'm talking about these spiritual buildings. He says... That verse 22, the light of the body is the what? Eye. And therefore, thine eye be what? Which means clear. The whole body shall be full of what? But watch this. But if thine eye be what? Uh oh, that word evil and mean foggy. Thy whole body shall be full of what? If therefore the light that is in thee is but darkness. How what? Is what? Good God Almighty. You see why it's so dangerous. Planning them in I mean, unsafe, unsafe zones. You get penalized for that. And I will too. Now we know when we voyage, y'all and y'all know what voyaging is. Well, some of us do anyway. That's where we go in places we ain't got no business going. Fornicatively. Since I got to break it down. But that's what we do when we step out on God in the darkness. We're committing fornication again. See, fornication is more than just sexual infidelity. It it go way beyond that. But even with that, we do that old crazy stuff and then we go going to act like we're so better than somebody else, but you don't want nobody to get you for yours, but you want to kill somebody else for that. Where's the right at in that, God? God said, love your enemies. Bless those that curse you. Pray for those that despitefully use you. Now let's go back over here. 1 Kings, chapter 6. because I I'm to show you something here. Verse 7. Can y'all bear with me a few more minutes? We still got a few more time. A little bit of time. Can y'all catch the rest of Because you really need it. If you're going to be in your house, right? If you're going to be in your temple in peace, we really need this. You know, God wants us to build our temples in peace with one another. God wants us to be at peace with one another. God loves us. He loves us enough to care about us so that we will hear His word and do this thing the right way. Because we've been in error, church. We've been in error. Now listen to verse 7. And the house. Which house? Go to Hebrews 3 6. It Hebrews 3:6. And I'm going to roll a little faster. Hebrews 3:6 says, "But Christ as a son over his own house, whose house are we." See that house is being built is us. He says, but Christ as a son over his own house, whose house we are, are we, if, that that word is the biggest word in the dictionary, if we hold fast, the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope firm until the end. You can't, you can't start this journey and then just fall off the wagon and think that God is going to accept that. No, he won't do that. Somewhere along the line, you got to get back up and get going again. First Kings. Chapter 6, verse 7 says, In the house, which that house is Christ, which we are, when it was in what building? You know what that means? When this house, that being built by God, hear me good, when it was in building means when it began to have children, produce fruit, Not physical fruit. Mm -hmm. Then Then comes Mm -hmm. the natural fruit, the manifestation. Because every good and perfect gift comes from above. Mm -hmm. From the Father of light. With no variableness or turning a shadow. In other words, it's straight from him to you. And can't nobody take it from you. That's why he told us, to do our own. Worry about Peter. You need to worry about your situation. Don't you all off in somebody else's business? You ain't even got no gap between them and God. Yeah, you got it all wrong, son. Y'all remember that cartoon? I say here, yeah, boy, you got it all wrong. He trying to teach him how to. The chicken trying to. Elmo. What his name? The chicken trying to teach the chicken hawk, the little fella. Yeah, foghorn. Trying to teach him how to play bass. He, he got the big old chicken talking about he's a chicken hawk trying to eat the chicken. You got it all wrong, son. This is the way it goes. It says here that when it was in building, when it began, when this temple, as we begin to build it, it begins to uh, 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 obtain children it was built of what that was made ready when, good God Almighty and was brought thither so whatever it is that God has the thought of it was way back yonder remember when I taught y'all about the blueprint of God back in Genesis all the thoughts I watched the word go over here to Psalms 139, verse 15 through 18. I'm just going to run through it. It'll speak for itself. Psalms 139, verse 15 through 18. Psalms 139, verse 15 through 18. This is what it says. My substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lower parts of the earth. Thine eyes did see my substance. Yet being unperfect, and in thy book, that's that blueprint I was telling you about in Genesis, all my members were written, which in continuous work, fashion, yet, when as yet, there was none of them. In other words, that was in a blueprint before anything ever became manifested of me. But verse 17 is what I want you to see in verse 18. He said, because we're talking about them stones that was made to build this temple before, Remember? Before, are y'all there? Did y'all get it? Everybody there? It says in verse seventeen, "How precious, also, are thy thoughts unto me." The Lord's thoughts toward us are not evil, but they are of peace. That's what the Word of God says. He says, "How great!" Talking about these thoughts that God has, precious thoughts. How great is the sum of them? If I should count them, they are more in number than the sins. When I awake, I am still with thee. When I go to sleep in my grave, when I wake up, I'll still be with him. That's powerful. And them thoughts that he had for me will still be there if I do this thing right. If I do it right, it says goes on and it says here in Jeremiah twenty nine. Cause oh, that's some good stuff there too in Jeremiah, Jeremiah twenty nine. Bring on out a little bit more. Jeremiah the twenty ninth chapter, verse eleven through thirteen. Twenty nine, verse eleven through. Okay, are we there? the book of Jeremiah, chapter 29, verse 11 through 13, this is what it says. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you. This is God speaking. Sayeth the Lord. Thoughts of what? Peace. And not of what? Evil. To give you a what kind of end? Are you expecting anything from God? Because if you ain't expecting nothing, ain't nothing gonna happen but confusion and distrust. But if you are expecting something from God, and you're expecting it in peace, then God will do it for you. But check your resume. And clean up where you messed up. Go back, clean up where you messed up. Go back to that place where you violated God and asked for forgiveness and made it and just start building it right. Cause you didn't ask for forgiveness over here now in this day. You done done all kind of old crazy stuff over here that you ain't even at. You know what I'm saying? No, you don't play no leapfrog with God now. It ain't gonna work like that. Cause what you're doing now is that you at Ryan's at the buffet. Now you just going to eat what you want to. No. It won't work that way. It won't. It won't work that way, church. So whatever it is that we... I had to do that and I did it. And, it, and, and just as soon as I did it, God released his hand back open to me. Bam! See, we put, we put a crew of beavers in our own river of blessings. And y'all know what a beaver will do. Y'all know what a beaver will do. Now we release them beavers, the water be flowing, and here we owe it ourselves, and we put them beavers. Now you just... Now the first thing that beaver gonna do is climb up on that side and go to the Lord on some wood, he's he gonna damn your blessings up. But you the one who turned the beavers loose. Now you're using dynamite and everything else to blow up the dam. But they go right back The only way to eradicate the beaver is to get him out of there. And the best thing to do is not to put him in there, in the first place. But we do, don't we? Everybody put them beavers in. Everybody, don't you Don't you try it. Don't you come self-righteous with me now. Because I ain't going to let you do that. That's the problem now. That's what gets us in trouble. Oh, holier than thou. No, I'm telling you, God, I don't talk to you. Uh-uh. Old Beaver just go to gnawing. Every time you run your mouth, Old Beaver just annoying. Be big, big tree, tree. The more you talk, bigger the tree. Tree be that big. <laughs> Hallelujah. And then you trying to figure out what happened? You know, I'd be a fool to cut God it got get now, 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 now we all know that we are blessed through people but i'm going to put a beaver between me and my blessing you've got to be out your mind boy that's that's wrong what i just said anybody ever done that Amen. they call it burning bridges that's what the old folk do that's what they call it the very one that can help you is the one. David said, if it were enemy any amount, I would have been able to take it. But it was the one that ate bread with me, that went into the house of the Lord with me. The one that sat down and praised God with me has lifted up his heels against me. That's the word. That's what Jesus said through the prophet David, King David. The very one. But God says, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. I want you to hear that, expected end. He wants to give you an expected end. Then shall, then, there's a conjunction there, then shall ye call upon him and ye shall go and pray unto me and I will hearken unto you. But until then, you wonder why things ain't working? You can pray all you want to. Go back, check your resume, and get it straight. Then come and talk to God. I'm just trying to help you. You see it right here. Then he said. And in verse 13 he said, And ye shall seek me and find me, then ye shall search for me with all your heart. Not some of it, but all of it. So these stones, they were made ready. First Kings 6 chapter verse 7. They were made ready before they were already in place in a blueprint and brought through. So that there was neither what? Hammer, nor what? Nor any what? Of iron, heard where? Oh God, while it was being built. No sound. Light don't make sound. Light don't make sound, but it's constantly overtaken and building. No axe. That means no passing through it. Nothing gonna be cut off. No apparatus of cutting. That's what all that means there. None of that was heard in the building of that spiritual house. It was a, it was quiet, cause it's spiritual. It's peaceful, cause peace is what's building it. And anything that's peaceful ain't making no noise, is it? It's that which is not peaceful that's making noise. I'm right or wrong. You take a person at peace. And you got a peaceful setting at home on the job. You got a boss man or whatever that's disruptive and crazy. You got a problem because there ain't no peace, and it make everybody's life miserable. That's why peace is so important in building God's house. Because God says, "I'm not the author of confusion. That's the devil's job. That's not my job. I'm the author of peace, and so are all the churches of." God. All the churches of the saints of God. So verse 11 said, and the word of the Lord came to Solomon. Peacefulness saying, concerning what house? This house. Which thou art in building? If you will walk in my statutes and execute my judgments and keep all my commandments to walk in them, then will I perform my word with thee, which I spake unto David thy father. And I will dwell among the children of Israel and will not forsake my people. Either. That's a promise of God. If you do, if we do what we're supposed to do, and that's dwell in peace among one another. So Solomon, peacefulness built the house, didn't he? And peacefulness finished it. May God Almighty add a blessing to the preaching and the teaching of his word. Anybody need prayer?